Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to Shared Screens Media Club, our very special holiday episode for Media Club. Today is not going to be a review or a discussion. It's going to be another uh, question that we've been doing recently on Media Club. Now that we're in a Marvel lull, joining me today is Alec Bobko. Hello. And Learen Jazz. Hi. And today's question is very simple, guys. What are our go-to or favorite Christmas movies, and I'll even throw in Christmas specials, whether it be for like TV shows or other things that I've done Christmas specials before. Just like, what do you like to watch or even listen mm-hmm. to around Christmas time? Like, what Christmas stuff do you love? Well, um, one of our go-tos, and I think I even talked about this last year in our holiday special, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's been a tradition at our house. Um, like even since my we were my sister and I were little kids, my parents would uh, spend Christmas Eve. They would stay up, you know, and wrap Christmas gifts while watching Christmas Vacation. But as we got older, you know, since we were staying up later, we'd go to midnight mass as a family, and we would actually just stay up and just watch that as a family. So it's kind of become a family tradition at this point. Nice. I've never seen, I think I've seen parts of Christmas Vacation, but like, I feel like with oh, Christmas it's so movies, it's, it's, it's so either good. they're, they're part of your family's like repertoire or they're not. There's like very right. rare in betweens. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what I was going to say is Jordan, Jordan and I had this conversation earlier where Jordan is first generation, uh, in this country. So there are things he missed out on because his parents mm-hmm. like don't know about it. Yeah. And then for me, I've never seen National Lampoon Vacation because my mother has a very similar sense of humor to me where it's a 50-50 shot on whether mm-hmm. or not she's going to find something like that funny. And both of my parents don't think it's funny. So, like, gotcha. we've never seen it because it's just not. My well, dad likes British humor. I'm he does not like Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't drive. They just mm-hmm. do not. Grandma can't juke. Grandma can't drive. Um. Sorry, every time I say jive, that pops into my head. <laughs> that, like, entire story lives rent-free in my brain. Um, but, yeah, so we've just never seen it. But what I'm going to float out to Alec was when Jordan said to me this morning over the phone he was going to ask about Christmas specials, I immediately went, Ted Lasso Christmas special. Yes. Ted Lasso Christmas special is so good. Oh, my good. gosh. I rewatched season two recently, and I that episode just lives rent-free in my head. Like that intro the, with the claymations. Oh, I know, it's so, so cute. Good. The only Christmas music I've listened to so far is there's a video on YouTube of Hannah Waddingham rehearsing, singing Baby Please Come Home in the bar set before they went oh, out to film it in front of the house. Okay. And I listen to it all the time because I'm just obsessed with her. <laughs> like mm. I need her to release a Christmas album. Like I know, yeah. Hannah, I know you haven't recorded in multiple years, but like, please just give me a Christmas album. I would have thought they would have just released that as like a single on its own. That too, anything. Just it's just leave the recording show, like, yeah. on the table. Yeah, just yeah. leave it on the table and walk away, guys. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and the other song that was like earlier in the episode. I really like that with the yeah. little band there. Yeah. The little dude beatbox in there. That was good. You love them. I love Ted Lasso. I can't wait. For my family, the uh, the go-to Christmas movies for the longest time um, are Home Alone 1 and 2. Those are such classics yes. to me that, like, I, I adore those movies. I will happily watch. Not only will I happily, like, get cozy on the couch and watch them every year, I will laugh at the violent parts 
as if they are brand new oh, yeah. comedy to me. I yep. know it's happening every time, and I, I just there's something fun about those movies about just rewatching the slapstick aspect of it. Um, and like, I, I the score to that to that um to those movies are on my Christmas playlist. Like those are th that music is genuinely Christmas time for me. And like me and my family love to quote them and stuff like that. And like th those have I think the ones that like have been with my family the longest. Um, my youngest sister, when she was younger, liked Elf, and so that one caught on. I oh, like I Elf. I think it's fine. Yeah. I will also happily watch it every year, but I don't think it is, like, the peak Christmas movie that the internet likes to make it to be. Yep. I think it's fine. It's cute. Good for Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I'm enjoyed it for a while, but, yeah, it, it's not my... It's not as much my favorite now as it used to be. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I just think it's overrated. So... I've only ever seen the first 30 minutes of Elf. And the only reason I've seen the first 30 minutes of Elf was I told my uh, high school U.S. history teacher weeks before Christmas uh, that I had never seen Elf. He yelled at me for five minutes. And then two days before our Christmas break, rather than teach us, he forced us to watch Elf. But I got sick and didn't see the other half. And like, oh. it's my favorite thing. He was so mad at me. And like, he was like, I brought it in because you have never seen it. Like you, I'm physically <laughs> forcing you to watch this movie. I was like, I don't want What's to. What's funny is this isn't even like the weirdest story you've told me about your history teacher in high school. Um, I think the weirdest is when I accidentally punched him in the stomach and he had to leave the classroom. He was walking behind my chair. I reached behind me to grab my sweatshirt and didn't realize he was there and just full-on punched him mm. in the gut. Yeah, that um, happens. That happens. Yeah, I felt so bad. Um, no, my history teacher, that was one of those situations. Don't let 28-year-olds teach 17-year-olds. We're not far enough apart in age. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't and, and to work. To be clear, it wasn't anything inappropriate, but it was just like... We there, were getting fights about Elf. Yeah, there weren't boundaries, like that teacher-student boundary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, because they it's were like all... Teach, or teacher's aid or whatever they're called age yeah um, <laughs> why i would always like tr when, when i used to teach camp in the summer like not try to deal with the teenagers because i'm like half of them know me like they're not gonna take me seriously mm -hmm. my yeah, they're not gonna listen to you no my middle sister uh, right now is thinking about like subbing at our high school just to make like some extra money on a few days when she's off um and my mom was trying to tell me to do that at points and i was like i'm, I'm not doing it until all three of my sisters are out of there because like if I walk in as Mr. Deeb and people are like, are you her brother? I'll be like, okay, I, you've all the respect is gone. This is what we used to do to mm -hmm. him. His brother was in school with us. Like his little brother was a senior when I was a freshman. And so like none of the seniors took him seriously because they're like, off like well no that's the other thing is my teach my sister would be like oh my god the gym teacher is so funny haha ha, mr so-and-so and like i knew mr so-and-so because he was a grade above me at the same high school and i she was like he's the best teacher and i was like you mean fucking josh like when she said mr whatever his last name is i'm not gonna dox this kid but i was like fucking josh and then once i said that to her i heard the way she talked on the rest of the year the respect was not there yeah like i don't know um but yeah. Going back to Home Alone, I will say right here, right now, Home Alone 2, better than Home Alone 1. I don't necessarily think one's better than the other. First two are S tier. Oh, I, I care the nothing rest. about past three. Or the past three, two, past two. 
Yeah, three was dumb because it wasn't about Kevin, and then four was supposed to be like Kevin, but it was. I used to, I I watched the one as a child and was like, this is kind of cool. And then like after like three years, I was like, this one's fucking sucks. Give me the original I two. No, it's just love... the two. That's it. Hey, I feel like the general consensus is the second one is better than the first one. Like builds on it in every way and like. What's know, funny I just feel is like one just has that nostalgia behind it. Yeah. You know what's funny about two is because I've never seen them. <laughs> Liren, you you've never seen them and you also don't like the movies I'm about to compare them to, but hear me out. Everyone likes the, the what that twenty two jump street is very meta about the fact that it is the exact same movie as the first mm -hmm. one. And the, the movie makes literal jokes oh, yeah. about it. And in the first one they make jokes about being a reboot. Home Alone Two kinda does the same thing where the, the kind of whole vibe is how the hell did this happen again with like the same people? Mm -hmm. And my favorite joke in Home Alone 2 is like when they report him missing and they don't know that he's in New York and the cop in Florida is asking like, has, has this type of thing ever happened before? And they admit they're like, you know what? Funny enough, like we left him behind last year and the cop kind of looks at them and the dad goes, knock on wood, we never lose our luggage. <laughs> and that gets me every time. <laughs> um. Uh <clears throat> Wait. Um, sorry. I don't know. I, the thing is, like, I don't think you would like what makes Home Alone 2 funny, but I think you would like the, like, other 10% of the movie. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things that it's truly, again, this is just, I've talked about my parents a lot on the show and on our shows, and I'm just going to give, like, a little more insight into my, my family, I guess. My parents, like, what I grew up with as Christmas movies are all those old claymation movies. They are yes. my favorite things on the yes, planet. Same. Like it's Santa a year without Santa Claus. Town. Santa Claus coming to town is great. A year without Santa Claus is my favorite because I like mm. uh, Heat Miser and oh. uh, that I like that whole thing. Santa Claus coming to town is phenomenal. Rudolph is great. Mm. I was afraid Those of the cartoon list. Frosty just because. Mm -hmm. Still hold this opinion. If I put a hat on a snowman and it came to life, I would like knock its head off with a shovel. <laughs> like that's not Did a you see tweet yesterday. What? That was an exact tweet yesterday. I'm not even like. Oh, I didn't see that. Someone but... said the phrase, if I put a hat on a snowman and it came to life, I hit it with a oh, shovel. Geez. Like, I don't know. That's, it's I mean, scary. That's and then they're in the greenhouse and he's melting. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. Mm. They're great. So and then. anyone drinking for the holidays? I just have coffee because it it's 1 p.m. here. But I've got <laughs> mead. Jameson and ginger ale. Yeah. My go-to. Always a classic. And then, like, the animated Grinch movie from the 60s yeah. was, like, my one of my mom's favorites. Uh, my mom also liked uh, Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. I did not like Nestor. I've it's sad as hell. I've never heard of that one. Never heard it's of it. A... I've heard of Dominic the Italian Donkey. That's the that song one. that I didn't learn until I was drunk in a bar, like, with you uh, a no, few I... days before Christmas. I... And I was like, what is everybody? It's like when Nick is talking about when he heard Old Town Road for the first time in a club <laughs> and everybody knew the song except him. I'm standing in the middle of the Mahoney's dance floor. Everyone around me knows what is happening and is singing along. And I'm just like, what is going on? I think what happened is I mentioned that song to you and you're like, are you making this up? Like, are you fucking with me? And then like the next week it played at the bar and I was like, you see, you see? it's real. Um, Nestor the Longer Donkey is a claymation Christmas movie about a donkey in the Middle East somewhere uh, whose mother is killed when people, I'm realizing now this movie is kind of racist. 
Keep going, because, I'm interested. Like, if I remember correctly, it's that he's born on a farm, and then people come and, like, burn the farm to the ground, a la, like, Star Wars. Um, and it's got, like, the Dumbo elephant, where he has, he, the full name is Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Um, he has very long ears and my mom used to do this all the time with my hair because I was one of those kids where I like constantly took my hair out and my mom would braid it and would get in things. Um, but the mom constantly goes ears, Nestor, ears, because he would like trip over his ears and shit. And then he like, he's a Catholic in the Roman empire and it's all about, I'm realizing now this movie is kind of racist. Sorry. I didn't, I haven't watched it in years. You're good. And, like, I love realizing that on air. Um, and then it kind of shifts into, like, the little drummer boy claymation movie where Nestor gets sold into slavery and he's, like, abused and all of this shit. And then he gets bought by a nice little innkeeper and then he's the donkey at Jesus's birth. Ah. Like, that's the whole mm -hmm. thing. Now, is there this are... a whole series where, like, every animal gets their origin story as to how they ended up at the birth <laughs> of our Lord and Savior? No, but honestly, kind of cute. That's kind of a cute idea. Like, the, I get why the, the people making this were like... The JACU, the Jesus Animal Cinematic Universe. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I get it. It's one of those things where I'm like, I get how you got here, that this was like a cute children's thing. Mm -hmm. um, same with the little drummer boy. The little drummer boy is sad as hell. And then at the end, he's with the shepherds at the birth of Jesus. And it's like mm -hmm. cute and whatever. I get how, like, they got there. I'm just realizing because they were made in the 70s, they're pretty racist um mm. but it's like it's a yeah, small world like you guys had the right intentions but over time this is a kind of racist yeah you you mm. you had the spirit you just you know <laughs> he's a little confused but he's got the spirit <laughs> um but yeah those are all my favorite like 25 days of christmas always used to play all of these and it was like oh, yeah. my shit it was like ooh. I love all of those movies, and then this is the one that I'm the odd one out. I would say my favorite live action is Love Actually. That is the one that no matter what, every Christmas I sit down and watch Love Actually. If it's not on something, I own the DVD. Like that is my Christmas mm. movie. Um, you I love, it to love me that for movie the first so much. A couple of years ago, and I do, I did genuinely love it, and I think it will become part of the regular rotation. Like it's it, is, so it, is, it's a, it is a solid movie. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not King Lear, but, like, it's just a fun Christmas movie. Like, is King Lear good? Because that sounds boring as shit. I'm going to be honest. What? Is King Lear even good? Because that sounds boring yeah, as shit. Yeah, King Lear is one of the brutal ones. King Lear murders three of his daughters and, like... I... I think... Lear isn't the one where the daughter gets raped and then her tongue cut out and her hands cut off. I think that's Titus Andronicus, but Lear has similar energy. It's the ones where a lot of people are like, we're not sure if Shakespeare wrote these because they are violent. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. in a way that nothing rage. else is. Um, but yeah, Love Actually is the shit. They tried to, like, recapture the magic when I was in high school and they made those shitty movies uh, New Year's Eve and Valentine's um. Day. Yeah. Um, but those do not capture the fantastic energy of it's so bananas and it's such a two thousand movie in like 
Oh, it's a great, I highly recommend it. Everybody watch it. It's a trip. Here's the thing. I never saw Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, but I remember at one point really I... wanting to see Valentine's Day. And then when I saw Love Ash, I was like, I really like this structure. And then he told me that none of the ones that have tried to do it did it as well. And I'm mad. I would have loved if there were like multiple of these. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> Which fun. one did you say came the closest? I thought New Year's Eve was better than Valentine's Day. Um, but it didn't. And I don't know if it's because there is a benefit of watching Valentine's Day as somebody that's like our age is like, I have warm, fuzzy feelings to a lot of the actors in it. Like Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson are married. And like, I have a deep attachment to them because I really liked Harry Potter growing up. And like, I, Liam Neeson is in it. And at the time that I saw Love Actually for the first time, I was obsessed with Taken. It was one of, honestly, kind of still is one of my favorite action movies. I'm not even joking. I pretend like i actually legitimately like taken one and two after that it gets a little shitty but like the first two are not bad my dad and i used to watch them on tnt every father's day for like 10 years it's a in really row. weird like, father's day it was tradition, our tradition for both tnt and you and your father yes. like i don't know why tnt yeah. went i know i'm playing on father's day it was the old man father's who like day. goes to yeah um get his daughter yeah from a sex trafficking ring like, we would go out to lunch with my grandma, my grandma would leave, my father and I would sit in the living room and watch Taken on TNT. Um, but yeah, it's just, I highly recommend, if you've never seen it, it's great. You're, at like, ten times throughout the movie, you're gonna go, oh, hey, that's, that fuck from this movie. Like, mm. it's a, it's so fun, and it's very... Wait, you're talking about Love Actually or Taken? Love Actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just check <laughs> Come on, keep, 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 keep up, Jordan. Uh, no, Love Actually. Like, it, Rowan Atkins is in it, and he has a fun little, like, it's got, I don't know, it's just, it's very fun, it's super cute. Um, The storyline with the kids is very pure, too. Like, there's a whole thing where they try to have all the kids at the school involved with the Christmas pageant, mm -hmm. but there aren't enough roles, so there's, like, the Christmas lobster. So there's an entire like five minute conversation between Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman who are married talking about like whether or not there were lobsters at the birth of Jesus as she's oh, making this lobster suit for her daughter. Um, It's very cute. That's my, my big one. Yeah. It's very cute. The way it all comes together at the end too. Yeah. All right. Lear, you mentioned oh, the, uh, the 60s Grinch. I like the 60s Grinch better than the Jim Carrey one, but I I, I will happily watch both. I don't hate yep. the Jim Carrey Grinch. I just think that it, like... It creeped me out as a kid, but I can watch he's it He's scary. <laughs> he's yeah. a little scary, and, like, there are, like, parts of it that are just very annoying, but I could... Al but it's also fun to watch and be like, you you took this very seriously, and, like, good on you. Mm -hmm. Like, he's so into it, I like it. It's one of those things. Well, it's Jim Carrey's also of Eggman of his Eggman performance. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, and Jim Carrey's like a little crazy, which like helps. Well, that's and the thing is, him. I put Jim Carrey in the same box that I put like Jake Gyllenhaal and like a couple other, where he's a white man actor that's just like a little insane, not mm. bad insane, not I have a cult and I force them to call me Jesus like Jared Leto, just like a little crazy, <laughs> like um, unhinged, like you, you yourself have no fear so you let yourself get unhinged but like you wouldn't hurt anyone yeah um his daughter is also cool as fuck i highly recommend listening to her music if you're into like alt music she's cool i didn't as know fuck. jim carrey's daughter was a musician yep she's also uh her and her girlfriend are adorable i love them 
Well, I got a list of some other movies that I'm just going to kind of rapid fire because they're not Ooh, ones ready. that I watch every year, but just kind of, they're just in that rotation. Um, shout out, much like Home Alone, shout out to the Santa Claus 1 and 2. Okay, can we talk exist? about the Santa Claus 1 and 2 really quick? Because those Three are my other exist. my other big ones. Yes. I really I like movies. the Santa Claus movies, but I feel like I haven't seen 2 and 3 in a very long time. Two I just good. keep, Three I keep good. trying to like watch the trilogy every bad. Christmas and only end up watching the first one. Well, because, Three is okay, terrible. So, Three is the one with Jack Frost that just yes, but Martin Short. I feel like I can't. But he's hate not Martin funny. Short. That's the no. problem. He's, he's not funny in it. He's just yeah. You just kind of want to hit him. Yep. Gotcha. Like he's just over the top. It's not even like. Okay, so you watched How I Met Your Mother. You know his character in How I Met Your Mother. Yes. You know how over the top he is. That is Martin Short with no breaks for almost two hours. It's just insane with no breaks. And I would yep. even say it's heightened because he's playing a fantasy character and there's never a moment where that breaks. He's just like it the whole time. Yep. And it's grating after a while. But two is like that perfect sequel. Cause it's like, just adds that enough, like, I guess lore, what you call it in that universe. Yeah. Like, or it's still good. Three Has anyone watched the Santa time. clauses yet? Not yet. I'm afraid. A, yep. <laughs> I was crushed when I found out that Tim Allen was a terrible person. That's part number one. And we I'm not ready are. to face that yet. Two, I'm scared. I'm so scared. It's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. And yep. I really, it can go either way. And like, I'm afraid. <laughs> I've been watching the commercials and like, cause I get them for ads on Hulu all the time. Mm. Um, I am, I can't, I, I'm so scared. Understood. I will say I, We'll probably watch this at least Santa Claus one and two this year, just because I got or I was listening to the kind of funny podcast a while back, and one of the yes. episodes was Greg recalling that movie back just from memory after not seeing it for like over twenty years. I started <laughs> listening to just that podcast and then realized it was probably something I should watch when Greg was like, "No, Kevin, keep keep that wide lens for me. I'm going to be moving around, using my uh, space." And I'll so I was probably, like, "Yeah, I was listening to it since I was at work." And so I got. I was like, I'll watch this when I get home. I'll get high, and this is what I'll watch before I go to bed. I watched it. I texted Jordan, like, halfway through. It was like, Greg will not sit down, and he's just constantly moving, and it's making me so anxious. <laughs> like, he's just looming behind Tim. Mm. Like, it's so... But, like, it's great. To have that kind of memory, though, to have not seen a movie in over 20 years, like, most of our lives. I think it's because he watched it that much. But I watched it like every year and I still forgot the jailbreak. Yeah. I always yeah. forget. The to be fair, I think that's the part where he got the most like lost. Because it's out of nowhere. Yeah. But it's just um, to, to think of it, like to think of a movie that I haven't seen since I was eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and that I can recall it like almost, you know, beat for beat is just insane. Yeah, I would argue a movie I haven't seen since I was was six would be like Land Before Time because exactly. yeah, and I don't I could tell you that the beginning, the father dies. I think of a movie that I know I, I watched a lot, but I haven't watched in a long time. Well, I watched a lot because okay, Land Before this is one of Alec. Are you a youngest, oldest only? Oldest. Okay, you're both oldest. I'm the only youngest. I'm familiar um, with The Land Before Time. I just never so, watched it that much. Yeah. Well, I didn't like it 
But my sister used to, because my sister's five years older than me, she used to use me watching kid content that she still liked but was too embarrassed to watch. So yep. she would, like, force yep. me to watch Land Before Time, and I didn't like it, but oh, she I, wanted to watch it and I felt I always do that. Anytime I'm, I was, like, babysitting cousins, and I'm like, I have to put on something kid-appropriate, and I'm like, I don't know what these kids watch. Let's put on the fucking Rugrats movie when, like, Dill is born and Tommy tries to kill him in the oh, woods. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yep. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so, like, it's one of those movies that I watched it a lot up until I was about six or seven, and then don't, could not tell you. Only learned recently that there were, like, six of those movies. Oh, yeah. There's a shit ton of them. It's wild. Um, it's quick going back to <clears throat> the watching a movie uh, because of a sibling. It has to be relevant because it's a Christmas movie. My sister loves Christmas with the Cranks. That is one of her all-time favorite Christmas movies, and we watch it every year because that is just one of her favorites. Yeah. <laughs> and I've honestly, never seen it. Never it's seen not that, that bad. It, it, yeah. It's actually it's not. Who's in that yeah. one again? Uh, Tim Allen and, okay. um, oh, I, I am blanking on the wife, his wife in the movie. I can picture her, and I can't think of her name. I'm going to look it up because I hate. Yes, thank you. You know, I which one I feel like, you, know, you know which one I feel like exists in the back of my, like, next to Christmas in the Cranks, because they're both movies that I think came around within the same few years, but i never seen, but felt more at the time of just viewing commercials, more tailored towards adults. I've never seen Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito, and I yeah, think no, it's Vince Vaughn. Is it Vince Vaughn? Vince oh Vaughn my God, it's Jamie Lee Clark. Curtis. How could I forget? Oh my gosh, yeah. See, I thought it was, but it was one of those like, it, I don't know, she had the longer hair that was kind of throwing me off. That's, I think that's <laughs> the thing is in my brain now, she has very long hair in it. Like it's it's down to here. And I yeah. think in my brain now, she's had that shortcut for so yes. long that that's yes. what's iconic. Um. She has but a yeah, shortcut in my girl, What? She has a shortcut in my girl. I think I talked about this before, but I am obsessed with Jamie Lee Curtis. Who is Like, it? I am... She is just... She, and not, like, just... She... I want to be her. She is so confident in herself. Mm -hmm. And so, like... I don't know. Like, I just... Oh, I love her. Her and Michelle Yao. I'm like, I wish I could be, like that confident and that sure mm. in myself. It was um, just, she was just playing herself in Knives Out. <laughs> yeah. And she's fantastic in it. Mm -hmm. What's funny, Jordan, too, is you were just talking about My Girl. Dan Aykroyd is also in Christmas with the Cranks. And isn't he also in My Girl? Yes, I told you that the other night. Yeah. They're we both just, in both Some people. Someday I will I will make a majority of your screens watch that movie and us review it because I was fucked up as a kid and I don't get to talk about that a lot. And therapy is expensive, so we're going to make a podcast. <laughs> you know what I didn't know until right now? That one of the cops in Christmas with the Cranks is Cheech Marin. Yep. Yep. I didn't. Oh, rough. Felicity Huffman is also in this movie. Oh. R.I.P. I, okay. I looked up Cheech Marin. I know him by face. Yeah, it's Cheech and Chong. I didn't know his last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But Speaking, yeah, okay, you know what? That's a perfect segue. Yeah. Sorry, Alec. Cheech and Chong, me and my best friend, every uh, holiday season have a tradition where it used to be, since he, he went to school in our hometown, be whenever I came back from, from college, me and him would, uh, you know, link up, get to quote the movie I'm about to mention. We would get not low, and we would sit down and watch a Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. That movie nice. is a fucking gem. I will hear no arguments towards it. Mm -hmm. I think part of the, the marketing or 
advertisement for that movie was uh, some company that was making 3D TVs. So that's why it was a 3D Christmas. And obviously mm-hmm. nobody has fucking 3D TVs anymore because that was only around it's from stupid. like 2011 yeah. to like 2012. And even then, we I think there was like a 3D is dumb pretty quickly. Yep. I don't think it's that we realized 3D is dumb. I think we realized like 3D is not going to be something we can just put in the home. Yeah. Well, it's also even now with films, like a lot of directors are like and producers are like 3D is fucking nobody goes like it's nobody weird which movies end up movie. in 3D at point. But that's not, okay. it's what directors will agree to film with that camera. That's literally all that decides mm-hmm. it, because most directors, it's a non like a no go. They will not film with gotcha. a 3D camera, which I get. It makes your backgrounds and foregrounds look funky in the non 3D version. OK, because Black Widow, I know, had a weird shot at one point where the background looked really weird in that movie i'm pretty sure had a 3d version of its release Uh, anyway harold and kumar three harold and kumar christmas 3d christmas like the 3d stuff is done so obnoxiously that if you were watching 3d like they're just like listen this is just for the paycheck but like the movie Mm -hmm. is very good i think it is a legitimately good follow-up to that trilogy because the first two came out so close together and this one came out like 10 years later they i think they used that break to their advantage by like giving you that time jump in real time and like the characters are not where you expect they are at the start and it all mm-hmm. comes full circle and it's it's highly recommend also has a great christmas numbers uh great christmas medley sung by neil patrick harris also has an animated segment santa claus is also canon in that world like i don't know what else i need to do to sell right. this movie to people also the marijuana strains in that movie's names are fucking hilarious you have Hanukkah Hash, I Wish You a Greeny Christmas, um, Rudolph the Red-Eyed Reindeer, Kwanzaa Kush. Like, just really fucking great weed names. That's like, kind of following that, I guess, theme of movie is uh, The Night Before with uh, Seth Rogen, yes. Joseph Gordon, okay. and Anthony That Mackie. one I wanted to watch for years. And it's I good. finally, at one it's point, good. got my friend to watch it right after we watched Harold and Kumar. That one is also, like, legitimately good and fun. Shut mm. in college. One well, I like. I watched that like when it came out in college because the the year it came out. No, I guess I watched it the next year because the year after it came out, that Christmas season was when I had started. I hadn't started smoking weed yet when it first came out. But the next uh, year, a lot of people don't know this about me. I love Seth Bergen. I'm like fucking obsessed with him. I think he's one of the coolest people alive. And it's absolutely because I like freaks and geeks, but like. I love him, and so I just mm. got in this thing after I started smoking weed, where I just started watching all of his. It's uh, a great films. cast. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is great in that movie. Anthony Mackie's good in that mm. movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, um, the scene where they dance on the piano. Come on. Yeah. Christmas and Hollis. Um, sure. I'm gonna throw that's out the, that song. It's featured constantly in that movie. Oh. It, it's been so I've seen things. that movie actually. Yeah, it's the like, DMC you, Christmas song. Haven't you learned yet? Alec and I don't know names of songs. You constantly are like, oh, it's this song. And Alec and I are like, okay. It's one of those, like, I know songs, but, like, names? It's, cause it's we, Christmas I, time in Hollis, Queens. Most okay, yeah, see, I, it's I the one that, that they keep rapping, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I do like about that movie is, I think it's... Joseph Gordon let does Joseph Gordon let it let it propose to his wife in that movie in front of Miley Cyrus at the big party 
I think it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I can't remember if he's single in that because that whole thing is that he goes out on Christmas Eve because it's like the night his parents died and he tries to like drink away the memories. Well, no, it's because every like I think it's kind of similar to like what you were saying. What reminded me of it is like you know they're because they all were hanging out, all used to hang out as kids, but then like Seth, I think it's the Seth other two man. got like girlfriends yeah, and wives, wives and like yeah, and so like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is trying to get everybody back together for like kind of like another like night. Yeah, because like, Anthony Mackie is like a professional football player. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He proposes to his ex girlfriend because she's played by the chick from Mean Girls. She's played by Janice from Mean Girls. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And he proposes to her, and she says yes, and then denies, like says no in private. And I was like, I appreciate this. This is what you should do if somebody proposes to you in public. Say yes in public. Don't embarrass them. And, like, I appreciate, I didn't really like her character, and then she did that, and I was mm. like, no, you're a good person. <laughs> um, a newer Christmas movie that I feel like really flew under the radar because of um, the prevalence of COVID was on the rise at the end of 2019, um, and we were all focused on other things. But Noel, the yeah, Disney Plus original movie, I watched it's half good. Of it. yeah. I want to finish it, yeah. It's cute. It's Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. It's mm, very cute. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a very fun Christmas movie. Like, I don't know. It yeah, was something that, like, I, I feel like... Yeah, and it's one of those things that I feel like if I put on for my nieces, my nieces would like and find funny and think Andrew Kendrick is, like, you know, pretty in the way they think princesses are pretty and all that crap. But I so also... Pretty. Anna, what? if you're watching, what's up? I think she's engaged. Um, <laughs> But... It's just, but like for me, it's very cute because it's like also Shirley MacLaine is in it, which like my nieces don't know who the fuck Shirley MacLaine is, but I think it's funny. Like, it's just, it's very fun. Billy Eichner is really funny in it because mm. like, he's they like the kind of cousin, right? Yeah. And he's just, he's very, I don't know. It's, it's a very good movie. I highly recommend if you're looking yeah. for like, and it's not, you know, crazy long. It's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good good movie i wish more people watched it because like i really feel like yeah. it flew under the radar yeah i didn't watch it that like i said that year it came out but i, I remember watching it last year because i was just like at my apartment alone it's like you know what I've, I've heard good things about this i'll throw it on and yeah yeah no it's adorable like and bill Hader is just a phenomenal actor which oh, yeah. i feel like we've all learned at this point mm-hmm. and like it seems so stupid where the premise is that, like, he's Santa's son and he he doesn't want to be Santa, so he runs off. But, like, the mm. way he plays it with this nuance of why as actually, like, a really touching story, mm-hmm. like, plot, it's I done like very well. The plot is just very... <clears throat> sorry. The emotional, like, motivations behind the plot are not actually related to Christmas, that the movie has a depth behind just being a Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a good movie. I highly recommend yeah. yeah. A couple other quick ones I have on my list, because I did just, you know, look through some Christmas movies and just write a bunch down. Um, did you check the list twice? Of course. <laughs> Fuck off. Always. Always. <laughs> um, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Turbo Man. Never Love seen that, that one either. Oh, that's, it's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, because it had, um, oh my gosh. Another name I'm just forgetting at this time, but uh, um, basically the other main star in it, Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. Oh, he's hilarious in it. 
Um, then the, the last one on my list that I have is Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn. Um, just another one that's like, I, I don't watch it every year, but it's like one of those, like, if I catch it, I'm having to catch it on TV. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good time. One that me and my family have, like, put on in the background a lot, but I don't think I've, I've myself has, like, have sat down and, like, watched it from beginning to end. Um, Unaccompanied Minors is a fun one. I didn't know that was a Christmas movie. Yeah, the, the idea is, like, they all get stuck on in the airport around like, I think it's, like, Christmas Eve itself or, like, around Christmas time, something like that. I've never seen it. I've just only ever heard of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I know we mentioned, like, Christmas specials before. The the SpongeBob Christmas episode where, like, he tries to throw the first Christmas in, in Bikini Bottom. That one has always been, like, a, a must-watch for me. I don't remember that. <laughs> no. They have a Christmas song. Oh, my God. It's so it's such a good episode. Santa's coming tonight, tonight. Santa's coming. You guys don't remember this? Mm-mm. Not ringing any bells. Song, but like if you had asked me an hour ago what that was from, I would be like, I don't know. It's just like yeah, a it, it's from Christmas the SpongeBob song. Christmas episode. Um, I also like the uh, the Drake I and Josh think, Christmas movie. Put out there. It has probably been ten years since last. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, that one I remember watching a lot. And then the Drake and Josh Christmas special that, like, they filmed, like, after the show ended. I've always liked that one as well. Mm. Um, another, this is newer, but if any of you watch Abbott Elementary, the, ho- the holiday special for Abbott Elementary is so it's goddamn cute. List. That show's on my it's, list. I watched, like, the pilot so, episode or two when that if, came out. But, if, if you have HBO Max, I highly recommend just watching it on HBO Max so you don't have to deal with commercials in the first season because it's all on there commercial free. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, because she films on the WB lot even though it airs on ABC. Mm. And outside of selling Abbott, she has like a five-year exclusive deal with WB now. So it airs on Hulu and stays on Hulu and then gets moved to HBO and you can watch without commercials. Oh, Nice. And then I've been watching the new season on Hulu because I don't have cable because nobody our age has cable. Mm-hmm. Like, who is fucking I, cable? I, I take it from my parents because I have the Xfinity Stream app on my TV, so I can only yeah. watch certain channels. But I can still at least That's watch fair. like sporting events and stuff like that. So yeah, but I highly recommend Abbott Elementary is so good. It's such yeah. a good show. A couple that I guess if we're kind of getting towards the end of our lists, um, a couple that I actually want to watch. I. I guardians holiday special still need to watch yeah that that is still on my to-do list and then there's the one i think i believe it's on apple tv uh it's spirited with uh ryan reynolds and will ferrell Mm -hmm. i've heard good things about that so yeah those are both two uh, i want to watch this year one i want to want to throw out there is what non-christmas christmas movies are like on your guys's list because like there's always the joke of like well die hard technically christmas movie because it takes place around christmas and for me, there's a few movies that are similar where it's like they either take place around Christmas or they have one scene that involves Christmas. And therefore, for me, they're See? Christmas movies. The the one that I've heard is like the most consistent, like non Christmas Christmas movie are like the first two Harry Potters, because there's like yeah. a 10 minute Christmas scene in each. And a lot of people have just been like, for some reason, those are Christmas movies to me. Mm-hmm. Um, other See? ones for me that pop up were um, Shazam. Which, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's kind of in the middle where, like, Christmas is part of it, but it is not a Christmas-specific yes. movie. Yep. Um, and now, new to the, uh, the oh, 
Also got a shout out Iron Man 3. Yep. That's like a superhero Christmas movie. And then now to add this year, we have a Spider-Man No Way Home is technically a, a Christmassy movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hawkeye. That too. Yeah. And Hawkeye, like Hawkeye puts Christmas at the forefront almost as much as Shazam. Yeah. Like those ones are actually like mm -hmm. decently Christmas oriented, whereas like that was... No Way Home is just like mm -hmm. around there. But what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, when I was like looking through Christmas movies, there's a ton of movies like that. They, they have a scene or two, you know, like around Christmas, but they had to categorize as Christmas movies. Yeah. So I was just yeah. like, I'm looking through, it's like, that's not a Christmas movie. It's like you have a scene. Like, they had <laughs> Ted listed as a Christmas, like Christmas movie. He gets him on a Christmas and that's the only part of the movie exactly. that's related. It was still in like the comedy Christmas movies. I'm like, what? Hey, hey everyone, <laughs> grab the kids. We're going to watch Ted on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Hey, my grandma wanted to go see Ted in the theater because she thought it was just a story about a kid and his teddy bear. Oh, my gosh. Aww. And my sister and I had to explain to her that that's not what it was. But also, years later, she is now dead RIP. But um, we found out years later she smoked weed. So, like, maybe we should have let her go see Ted. Like, <laughs> I went to see Ted know? at the drive-in with uh, my best friend and his dad took us. And we learned it is who you're thinking of. And we were just sitting in the back of the car. And every once in a while, we'd hear his dad go, <laughs> like his dad was genuinely enjoying the movie. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't think I have any like non-Christmasy right. movies. The only thing I have that is like, I guess not common thing that we used to watch every year. I don't watch it anymore, but um, we had a recording of this trippy 1970s Mikhail Brishnikov dancing the Nutcracker. And we used to watch that every year because my mom and I love ballet. It's mm. so trippy. I have watched it since. I don't understand how it did not terrify me as a child, but that's like a big one that like isn't common. Mm -hmm. But my mom... Also... Oh, sorry. You have more I also have a soft spot for the shitty ABC Family original Christmas movies, like Holiday Handcuffs with Mario Lopez, which is straight up just Mario Lopez gets kidnapped. Um, like, and it's like some Stockholm Syndrome shit, for real. Because hmm. uh, he gets kidnapped by Melissa Joan Hart. He is with a woman. When the movie starts, he is with, he has a girlfriend that he's like planning to propose to, has a girlfriend. Um, and Melissa Joan Hart kidnaps him so that her parents won't keep bothering her about, like, not having a boyfriend. Jesus and, like, Christ. A yeah, and working at a diner because she wants to be an artist and a photographer and all this crap. And then so she kidnaps Mario Lopez. And does she, like, put a gun to his head? Yes. <laughs> it's a little revolver that the owner of her diner has that's not she reveals eventually it was not loaded but yes yeah, she holds him up at gunpoint forces him into her car and uses a pair of uh fuzzy handcuffs that she got at the gas station to handcuff him to like that thing over the door the while handle. they drive up to this remote <laughs> cabin that her parents have rented um and why i like it is because there's a scene at the dinner table where they all kind of get in a fight and the brother who's the middle child is like trying to stop the fight and then just in the middle goes i'm gay and it's so goddamn funny and he means it's so funny it's i watched it as a child in like a preteen and was like oh this is cute whatever because at the end mario lopez decides that he actually is in love with melissa joan hart and doesn't press charges and breaks up with his rich girlfriend and like marries her and like it's a whole thing 
I'm not even kidding. They get oh. arrested at one point, like, and are in prison, her entire family. Like, it's insane. But I watched it as an adult. I was like, this is dumb as fuck, but this is so <laughs> 2000s Christmas rom-com. That, it just like, feels like she could have, like, been like, listen, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you go do this with my family because I can't afford. Like, why did she have to kidnap him? I think because... Honestly, I don't know. I truly, I have no answer, but that was the, it's literally called Holidays in Handcuffs. Like, Speaking of a, another Christmas movie that had a scene in a jail that made me go, no. A movie I was really excited for, actually. The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. I really thought that was going to be mm. good. I turned it on. I was like, this is kind of rough. I got to a scene where he is singing in a jailhouse and went, this is not for me. Yeah. Oh, um, fucking Klaus. Klaus on Netflix. Yes, I heard that one is very good. It's cute as fuck. If you've never watched it, it's the cutest animation. Like, it's it's such a fun movie, and it's, like, artsy and weird, and they pull on a lot of the, like, original German traditions behind Santa that are, like, super fun. They don't pull on Krampus, which I appreciate, because that's a a weird part of the German culture that, like, I would like to ignore. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and you have watched Krampus. Yes, because it is Victoria Lyman, friend of the show's favorite Christmas movie because she oh. loves Adam Scott. She watches it every year. She owns it on DVD. Yeah. That is her, a... like, favorite Christmas movie. And, like, she knows it's bad. Victoria's not like, oh, mm. it's a, you know, phenomenal it's a quality, movie. Uh, it's quality, it is cinema. Yeah, it's not, you know, that, but, oof, it's a good time. When I was really young, my mom had a, uh, like, Mickey Mouse Christmas sing-along Trying to... you you well, I... you got so oh, high in your octave you got cut off do you want to repeat that i they're called like mickey's once upon a christmas and they're like sing-alongs and they're oh, the yeah, cutest yeah, shit yeah, we yeah. have all of so, them it's i'll tell i'll tell you the memory and like then the gift i gave my mom last year where i remember watching it as a kid and there is a song that donald's nephews sing where they're writing a letter to Santa and they want like all like the typical boy stuff, like a bunch of bikes and CDs and whatnot. And then they ask Santa, like, please no sweaters because they're itchy and they make a sneeze or something like that. And mm. my mom said, like, when I was a kid, I used to love that part. Like it used to crack me up for some reason. And when they said sneeze, I'd fake a sneeze. And so we would just quote it as I got older, but we were never able to find the video of it anywhere. And like we still have a shit ton of VHSs in our basement. And so last year I went on Reddit and if you guys ever need to like find something niche, Reddit slash R R slash T O M T tip of my tongue. You describe what you're looking for and like what you remember and stuff and people will find it. And someone found it on YouTube. And I last year on Christmas Eve, like we had got back from my grandma and my uncle's house and we were kind of just like chilling in the, in the living room before going to bed. And I said, mom, hold on, I have to show you something. And I like, I pulled it up on the TV for her with just no other explanation. And like That's that cool. one was very sweet. Yeah. To, to find that. The other one I watched when I was like really, really young. And like what we're talking now, like literally preschool level was like, for some reason, the me and my sister really used to like the um, the Barney Christmas episode when we were like very young. I don't know what about it. It's just like, it listen, I had Christmas songs. We were like toddlers. We thought mm-hmm. it vibed. At one point they shout out the name Jordan. And I was like, yo, I vibe with this. Fuck with this. <laughs> Jordan's going to make fun of this movie title, but it's the cutest fucking, it's one of the very cute, like Disney had a lot of direct to video Christmas movies that were like the cutest shit on the planet. How bad and one the of them was called, uh, Winnie the Pooh, a very merry Pooh year. Um, yep. Get it out. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm good. All right. Um, in other countries, it's called Winnie the Pooh and Christmas Two, which I think is a better name, but whatever. Yep. yep. Um, but it's just a really adorable like all the little animals in Hundred Acre Woods celebrating Christmas, and it's cute oh, as fuck. Cool. Like Jordan just awakened like this whole part of my brain of like. Like the the Blue's Clues Christmas special, where Blue celebrates Christmas, Magenta celebrates Hanukkah, and uh, you find out that Periwinkle the cat belongs to a very large black man who celebrates Kwanzaa. It's how I learned what Kwanzaa was, and it actually I've watched it since. It's very respectful. Hmm. Like Honestly, a lot it, of a lot of shows growing up used to do that, where it would be like the Christmas episode, but there would be one character that celebrated Hanukkah and one character that celebrated Kwanzaa, like. Unironically, I remember the Arthur show, like the the episode of Arthur doing that as a kid, and like multiple others that I'm probably not Was even thinking Rats, of. I feel like did it. No, mm-hmm. Rugrats had two. I don't. Oh yeah, Rugrats must have done all three. You're right. I forgot about Susie, but yeah, Rugrats had like Hanukkah episodes because like Tommy's mom's side was Jewish. I thought it was Chucky. I thought it was Chucky was Jewish. No, his it's his other grandparents. Chucky might also be Jewish, but Tommy's mom's parents are Jewish. Like, it's been a long time. It's vague. It's really Tommy plays Tommy. Oh my god! There's Moses. an entire page on Wikipedia called Judaism in the Rugrats. I'm oh not joking. This is a real Wikipedia no. page. Listen, listen, guys. Only their Hanukkah episodes. There is a Passover episode where Tommy plays Moses and parts the Red Sea. Yeah, I'm reading that uh, some big Jewish communities did not appreciate that. Really? Okay. Did not know that. I, I listen. We watched these as children. We thought they were trying to be respectful and educate us. We do not know if they are problematic in this day and age. Um, I'm reading that some of them were appreciated. In Rugrats, the root of Judaism themes stem from Boris and Mikna Kropotkin, the Russian Jew and maternal grandparents of Tommy Pickles. Boris and Minka are traditional Askanani Jewish and speak heavy in heavy Yiddish accents. Tommy and Pickles. I know my Rugrats lore. And the Pickles family, therefore, tar- partake in various Jewish activities throughout the series, particularly the holidays. Um, while Boris and Minka appear to practice their faith regularly, the Pickles are rarely shown to partip- participate in religious activities outside the major holidays. So there's an episode that came out in 1995 that's uh, a Rugrats Passover. Yikes. Um Where Tommy plays Moses and Angelica is the pharaoh that kicks all the Jews out of Egypt? That sounds vaguely familiar now. Um, As he says the phrase, let my babies go. Good boy. Um, Sorry for laughing. And then a, Rug- a Rugrats Hanukkah came out in 1996, um, where the characters tell the story of the Maccabean Revolt. Uh, by to- They're told that by his grandfather, Boris. And imagine themselves as biblical characters with uh, Tommy seeing himself as Judas Maccabus and the others play nameless Jewish characters. The reference to the song I Have a Little Dreidel is made with Chucky telling a Greek guard baby that the two are just playing with their dreidels, to which Tommy adds that they're made out of clay. Um, and Tommy's fa- famous line, a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do, is modified to a mock baby's gotta do what a mock baby's gotta do, is not referred to the mock Um And then in a Rugrats movie, I mean... I knew that it, they, the director talked about that him almost killing his little brother is a direct reference to the sacrifice of Isaac, which is mm. the funniest thing that I've ever heard in my life. I didn't know that until I was an adult and I was watching something with him and he was like, 
Yeah, no, it is a direct, re- uh, direct. Uh, it makes, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, the Rugrats this... movie also has a joke about circumcision in the song in the that little... I knew. Yeah, and in the song, the baby sing in the in the nursery. One of them yeah. says they cut my cord, and one looks into his diaper, and goes, "You won't believe what they did to mine." Um, and then they reference that in All Grown Up. Uh, Tommy, now 11 years old, appears apathetic towards his Jewish heritage, arguing with his mother over being made to attend Hebrew school and having no interest to go until he develops a crush on his uh, female classmate named Rachel. Of course. Wow. Is the guy, I'm not shaming him if he is, I just don't know. Is he Jewish? Assuming. The guy who, like, who, like, created it. Like, one of them. That's a woman. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, a woman could be Jewish, too. But, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. Klasky and Gabor Cuspo. And Paul Gierman. Yeah, Paul Germain, it doesn't say. Um, because he left after the second season to go create Recess, which... Thank yes, you, one of them... Choice. Uh, yes, okay. Gabor... The... Okay, so they're business partners, and they're, and they're a couple. The wife is Polish Jewish and Russian Jewish, and then her husband is Hungarian American and Jewish. So the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. So the creators were Jewish. That makes sense. Again, I'm not shaming them. It's just right, right. I was thinking like if that's a lot to be putting in, so either they're doing really, really good research or mm. or they they're talking about their own yeah. culture. It always stood out to me because like Tommy's maternal grandparents, the ones that have the very heavy accents, for some reason, be, I think it was because they lived far away from Tommy. They and they reminded me of my dad's parents because they also kind of look like if I pulled up a picture of Tommy's grandma and my grandma, it looks like someone drew a, car, a caricature. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna out my grandma like that. Rest in peace. I grandma. know, but like, <laughs> legitimately, they looked like each other, and they lived far away the way my dad's parents lived far away from me. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the Fairly Odd Parents Christmas episode as well, where Timmy wishes it was Christmas every day. Every day to be Christmas. Yeah. I unfortunately still know to this day every line in that song that he sings. I wish every day could be Christmas. I have it on my Christmas playlist. I don't. I haven't listened to it since then, but for some reason, the deep recesses of my brain have held on to it. And Timmy still can't get a girlfriend. Stop that! It gets stuck in my head. Like, at random times. It's the most annoying shit on the planet. But yeah. I loved I loved Fairly Odd Parents as a kid, so it really doesn't surprise me. On, a, on an adult side of animation, Family Guy has some pretty good Christmas episodes that I've always found funny. Uh, there's a, also a Christmas song I have on my Christmas playlist that they sing in one of the, the specials from a few years ago. Osberger's Christmas episodes are also very funny. There's one where... Um, a store is closing down, and so they're selling everything off. And some, like, person they, like, take in. It's somebody that's been in episodes prior, but they, like, take him in for Christmas, the Belchers. He gives Louise stuff from the store because he's been living in it. And one of them is one of those things that takes off security tags on clothing. And, like, the Belchers aren't well off. And so Louise opens it, realizes what it is, and goes... Yeah. You cut off. What did she say? (laughs) Next Christmas is on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just is like in the issues in this pile of wrapping paper. It's so fun. I love Bob's Wiggers. But, yeah. What else? I love, I I personally, like, I just genuinely love Christmas. My family goes all out with it. Mm -hmm. I love watching Christmas stuff to get me in the mood. 
Is there any anything else that like we've missed or forgotten or like you guys remember? That's I mean I've written down or talked about just about everything I can remember, so And we are yeah. coming up in an hour, so it's pretty yeah. good place well, to then, if we can't think of anything. Whoever's watching this, have a happy holiday, regardless of what you celebrate, and Merry Christmas to all, to all a good night. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Goodbye. And let us know your favorite Christmas movie, too. Absolutely.